<clears throat> so I'm going to do my little intro. Here we go. <laughs> I'm laughing at you. Tommy Dollars Podcast. Just a man doing the best he can. But what he got, I got a special guest. My homie. Member of the greatest sorority ever. Zeta Phi Beta. My sister. <laughs> India Dean. The Olympics have been a shit show on a shit show in a dumpster fire. There's a high COVID spike, which is to be expected because, yo, you got unvaccinated people from all around the world coming here. Then nobody mm. in the country is making money off this. No short-term gains because there's no visitors. And I'll still contain this ain't the damn Olympics because nobody around the world is here to celebrate their athletes. So I, I just wanted you on to, to talk about Simone Biles. Let's just let's go and get it out the way. What, what, what did you think about that? I think we should applaud her because she did exactly what she needed to do to take care of herself. I don't understand why this is such a surprise because I watched the trials and then I watched the semifinals. Her landings were not the landings of our known athlete, Simone Biles. She was missing the platforms. She was going out of bounds. It was completely unheard of for her to make those type of errors. The actual commentators for the Olympics for NBC said she was getting lost in the air. That's what they thought was happening. Do you know what happens when you get lost in the air? You die. Look, man, I don't think we take into consideration how dangerous gymnastics is, bro. This ain't like a dump. Like, you fly 20 feet in the air, my guy, you will die. She could literally paralyze herself for life, which has happened to gymnasts. She could break mm-hmm. any number of bones, which have happened to gymnasts because they're literally throwing their bodies around all the time. She's the most decorated gymnast literally ever. She didn't make this decision lightly. So the fact that um, people who can't walk up the stairs without getting winded all of a sudden are sad because she's ruining it for America. Did they just shit on every other athlete that's out there? Yeah, let's be honest now. A lot of folks don't know what the hell they're looking at when they look at gymnastics. The only thing y'all seeing is backflips and twists. Oh my God, that was a backflip. Y'all have no idea the intricacies of it. Y'all don't know how to score. Y'all don't know any of the subtle details. No. Not just like flips. Y'all don't care. Ain't nobody looking for gymnastics year round. This ain't like basketball or hockey. Oh, and my favorite part that I've seen so many people re- uh, reference Russia's looking at us and laughing. Russia been laughing at us for the last four years, but we ain't gonna talk about that though. Yeah, the whole Donald Trump thing. Y- y'all didn't read the Mueller report? Yeah, they they right. laughed. But all of a sudden now we're upset about what Russia thinks. Come on now, let's let's be real. This is literally the weight of the entire country, and people keep comparing like, well, Tom Brady could never. Tom Brady has a whole team around him. If he has an off day, what do y'all lose a game? You might not get a ring. If she has an off day, she could literally kill herself in front of millions of people. Not to mention she's getting scored unfairly. Oh, my God. Let's jump into that bullshit and there go all the cussing. They literally told my sis that because she's so good and other people really, it's too even too risky for them to even try it, that we can't score you for what the, the abilities that you have so we don't have to dumb it down for everybody else. Never in the history of the world has that ever fucking happened. This black woman is out here doing things that only people can imagine. And when they try, they fall on them face, their faces and hurt themselves. All of a sudden, now they got to dumb it down for the rest of the world. But then y'all <laughs> mad because she want to take a step back? After I did the research on it, right? And I actually went and I found out how they do scoring in gymnastics. So in order to get a 10, 
you have to have a high level of difficulties. Mm -hmm. And because she's doing something that even dudes, I say again, dudes can't do what she's doing. She's the only person, one of one. Because of that, they're like, well, look, she's the only person who can do it, so I guess we got to grade her on the Simone Bile scale. So she's being deducted for being great. And exactly. that can't be the damn standard. Exactly. But that, I mean, let's be for real. That's the standard for people of color. You can't just be the greatest because something has to be extra on you. So we're going to compare you to everybody else. And if they can't quite make it, they're going to dumb it down. Matter of fact, they're doing stories on Michael Phelps and other Olympians right now that are talking about depression and how lonely it is being that type of athlete. Mm -hmm. I wonder what the difference is. Like the only comparable thing that you can have is maybe Wilt Chamberlain like when he was playing against all those plumbers and they had to change the rules. But the problem is, right, they're not changing the rules in the whole sports. They're just changing the rules for one person. One person. One person can't be the standard. So she already got that weight on her. Not to mention she has the whole uh, Lasser thing, the whole years and years of sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Not to mention she was raised and trained under the, the Carolis. Which, mm -hmm. Man, did you see that Netflix uh, special on them yes. folks? Them folks was monsters. Monsters. And how quickly did they drop their their athlete, the one with the broken leg, who we all love, Mary Lou, who we, it was so courageous when she was doing these quadruple flips or whatever. I'm not going to lie like I know what it is on this broken ankle. <laughs> but her career ended that day and they didn't even need her to do it. Simone has opened her own gym. She's bringing in young gymnasts underneath her she's doing more at 24 than most people do their entire lives and now everybody has fed into her into the goat thing because she is her medals her wins for the last decade have been ridiculous they're even sewing goats on her uniform no 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 and what, one thing we're not gonna do is we're not gonna refute the goat title because of this one no. olympics and once again you ungrateful bastards i hate y'all because y'all some suckers Y'all forget everything this woman undid for the damn country to the Obama administration right now. Y'all forget all that now. Y'all some it. suckers. She ain't got nothing else to do to prove she's the goat. She already done did it. And there's still to this day nobody who can do what she does. Right. So even if she never competes again, you still can't do what she does. Well, you didn't compete in this last Olympic that nobody cares about during the corona time where there ain't no athletes, everybody getting sick, and the immense pressure, and it's all depressing. No, you didn't compete in this one, this sham Olympics. So since you didn't compete in this one, you're not the GOAT anymore. She has a title because she earned that title mm -hmm. for years and years and years and years. And here's the other thing about mental health that I find so ironic about all the people who are crying about her. You know what they said about Brittany Mercury before she committed suicide? I wish she would have reached out. I wish she would have took some time for herself. You know what they said about Anthony Bourdain before he did it? Same thing. You know what they say about all of our stars who are struggling with mental health and they are doing something and they eventually take their own lives? They should have taken a break. They should have taken care of themselves. What is the signs? What do we miss? Oh my God. How did we not see this happening? But when somebody tells you, all of a sudden now, you're wanting to be entertained. See, that's the thing with uh, Naomi Osaka. Like, we had this big, um, you know, we had this big thing on Facebook that people mm -hmm. were shooting at her. Matter of fact, she tried to actually get into the French Open. She just told him, look, man, I don't need no interviews. No interviews, and I'm cool because I'm trying to get in a, a good headspace. And it's like, oh, no, you got to do it. Which, cool. French Open, that is your right. If you're saying look, every athlete has to do an interview, cool. She just said, nah, okay, I'm good. Don't need it anymore. That was a flex. 
Same thing with Simone Biles. Like, look, if you know that your headspace ain't right and you stepping away, I can't do nothing but applaud it. You, you have nothing to prove to me or none of them suckers. You done did it already. You done did stuff that nobody can do. So why the hell do I need you to prove more? You don't. You already won. Matter of fact, everybody else should be happy. She give y'all a chance to win gold. They got silver in the team joint, but the gold still came home. And let's not act like her other teammates are some slaw because what is her name? Jordan Childs? First of all, greatest hype man I've ever seen in the Olympics. I ain't never seen anybody get <laughs> off the vault and then start yelling like she just won the gold, even though she just did one event. Killing the game. And she's doing some amazing things. Her teammates also still took gold. So basically, are you saying that the rest of her team, who's been spending their entire lives doing the same thing, are not worthy? Y'all garbage. Get out of here. <laughs> Y'all some boo-boo trash. <laughs> That's what it is. Like Y'all sorry asses. <laughs> Y'all been training all y'all life and y'all garbage. <laughs> Not only did my sis sit out and she stayed there the entire time and explicitly cheered on every single teammate in every single event. We also need to point out she ain't getting paid for this, right? I know that, right? Ooh. I know she ain't getting paid for this. Oh, like, again. She ain't a pro athlete. Tom Brady comparisons. How much does Tom Brady make? A whole lot. And y'all mad. Man, please. Miss me with that bullshit. All this is free. Super free. It actually costs a lot of money. Facts. Facts. Like, endorsements are not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed they're getting a check. Not at all. So she risked it all to take care of herself. Somebody referenced too. Like, remember when Michael Jordan's father got murdered and he retired because he needed to take care of himself? He went to baseball, of all things. But he Facts. did all this stuff to take care of himself, and yet... We rode out with Michael Jordan, even when, you know, he came up with the little girl and the wife and, and Barbara took everything. Just saying, mental health. And you ungrateful bastards, like, <laughs> let me get this guy his credit. Let me get this guy his credit. The Deputy Attorney General at Texas, Aaron Riddits. Texas, Riddits. Texas is who we quoting right now. I just want to give this man all the credit he deserves okay. for saying this, because this is what dude said. Simone Biles is a selfish, childish, national embarrassment. Let that sink in for a second. A selfish, childish, national embarrassment. When the whole country is looking at Texas like now, like y'all ain't even teaching history in school no more. Y'all went back 150 years and took away your women's rights right now. But you want to talk about somebody else <laughs> being embarrassing to the United States of America? All right, then. People will do this whole thing. Sports ain't important. It ain't important. They're just playing a game. And then when somebody actually says, you know what? Sports is not the most important thing right now. Y'all sure act like it is. But here's the thing about this whole thing. I know we ask a lot about how can we get people to take mental health more seriously. And I started to make a full facebook post about this but here you are with this platform so here i go we as americans we love to follow people we follow athletes we let them tell us and celebrities we let them tell us what to wear what to eat what to drink what to do what to think if we want real people to start really taking mental health seriously you need your celebrities to start taking mental health seriously because when you see them going to therapy, guess how many people the light goes on and be like, oh, maybe, maybe celebrity uh, therapy is not a bad thing. Maybe it's not mm -hmm. just for crazy people or whatever it is that they say. But as a nation of followers, because that's exactly what we do. Facts. 
maybe if your celebrities took their mental health seriously, we wouldn't have situations where you have celebrities falling off the face of the planet or coming, you know, falling into their depressions or their drug addictions or their alcohol addictions, which we love to talk about in the news. But we never really talk about how we get there because right now everybody wants to say Britney Spears. Oh, but we were talking about it like 15 years ago. Let's not let, let, let's not get that uh, misconstrued. 20 right. years ago, 15 years ago, we was all calling Britney crazy. So maybe if we encourage Britney then to, well, there's a whole other things, but maybe if there's little mental health evaluations then and we got to talk to her and figure out what was going on and we realized that she was being abused by her entire family and they were taking everything out and keeping her doped up, maybe then we wouldn't have to free Britney now. Don't forget about JT too. He was a sucker. The list can go on and on and on. So you can't have it both ways. So I'm applauding everybody who coming out, coming out and taking and giving rather all the smoke about Simone and uh, Naomi and everybody else who's deciding to choose themselves over you random minions who contribute nothing to their lives whatsoever. They've already earned the right to take a step back because they've done things already. Like once again, Miss Osaka is number two in the damn world of tennis. She's already did it. If she needs to take a step back, cool. Simone Biles has already did stuff, let me say again, that nobody can do, man or woman. Mm-hmm. She has nothing else to prove to you. What, what does she have to prove to you? Nothing whatsoever. It's bananas to me. And then we'll still we'll go all this back and forth. But right now, with the whole you know coming out of whatever this pandemic is and people going back to work, and we're making news stories about how, how people are choosing themselves over their jobs. How is it okay for you to decide that I'm not going to go back to that toxic job because I just had a whole year and a half to do, you know, figure some things out. Mm. Now it's okay for you to do it. Choose jobs that are nurturing to you and understand mental health and understand work-life balance and all that other type of stuff. But yet and still, it's not okay for her. Because you got to keep us entertained. And I think that's something that really needs to be said and needs to be stated right now. This pandemic is not over. Like this is pretty much a gap year. And I don't think we truly understand the mental strain that the whole world has been under being isolated and being quarantined for basically a year and a half. They had to rehaul their entire lives the same as everybody else did. As I've been researching it, you have like a 24 month span to hit peak performance. That was calibrated for last year. So you're really getting like semi-part athletes around the world right now. Like these folks ain't at their best. You want to be honest. You're getting a half-ass Olympics. This has not been the peak year for a lot of athletes. I think I've only seen, and this is only because I'm limited. I only see like one person like come close to breaking like an act their own record. But this has been an off year for athletes. And it makes sense. Like they lived through this the same way that we did, and not and everybody didn't live through it as well. As some of the people in America's did in you America know, did. A lot of folks didn't even live through it. It's, it's gonna put that out there. And and let's just be honest, these Olympics booties is hell. Ugh. You're still Yuck. nervous. Things are still happening. You know that people are getting, you know, there people are getting infected there. There's a ton of things that are happening in the minds of these athletes. And as a non-athlete, I could only imagine. But we talk about all the time. Every great athlete in the world has always said that this, the game is always mental. So if their mental is already off kilter, how do you think, how do you expect their bodies to follow? See, that's the thing. We don't really look at mental health 
as an injury. And we should start looking at that. When somebody said my mentals are not right, you should start looking at that like a broken arm or a broken leg. Because essentially, a part of your body is not functioning to this peak performance to allow you to do what you need to do. Pretty much. But this is the same thing with non-athletes. And so that's why it's so frustrating to hear people say very stupid things. Because how many people do you know that have taken a mental health day because they just could not adult that day? This guy right here, I got my hand. I got my hand up. I've taken them. At my last job, they knew I was the only chocolate chip at that cookie. And <laughs> they knew during the summertime when all that was happening, especially in my neighborhood. And then they came through with... um the Breonna Taylor thing. And it was so much. And I heard so much. They knew. Are you coming? Nope. Don't even ask. I'm going to come in this. I'm going to recenter myself and figure this out because there is a lot happening. And if your mental is not together, you're not doing your job correctly. You're not adulting correctly. It's happening to all of us. Again, all of us are human. All of us are human. Even if you have amazing abilities the way Simone Biles does. At the end of the day, she is still human. Still human. And she still has to function at what she feels like is at least 90%. But there was a the vault that she did where she literally almost missed, like she stepped off the platform. And when she came down, she had to, there's another one, she came down and she literally had to do a roll because she could not stick the landing. What it would have happened if she would have landed on her neck or her we've leg? Been, we've been talking about how, how so tragic. How, why didn't she just sit out? She knows her body. Why didn't she just sit this one out? We could have did it. It's so tragic. Oh, man. But here we are. Here we are again. And at least they do. I appreciate the fact that they at least have the power and Naomi, the money, to be like, nah, I'm good. That's the thing. They have the um, the power and the sway to say, yo, I'm going to take a day. A lot of us out here having to power through it and push through it. And once again, that ain't the healthiest way. So when we talk about bringing mental awareness, we need to actually highlight and spot when somebody's actually like taking their mental health seriously. We need to spotlight, applaud it and say, hey, why doesn't everybody have a mental time, a time to take um, time out to uh, get their mentals right? It is, it's, it's an indoctrinated thing. I feel like in the generations to come, because now we're starting to focus on it, like they can at least say something, but I'll give it to them. The generation before us, they weren't allowed this. And definitely as it goes further, further back, they weren't allowed this mental break. You, you sucked it up and you moved on. But wait, though, we're not talking about the fact that how it ruined some of those people because now there you, you go. You it to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you had to suck it up. But now look at you. You angry and you living your sports dreams after your son because you ain't got it no more, but you are, it's so ingrained in you that somebody has to be great that you're berating your child now. That was the point I was going to make. Cause I'm an elder millennial. Like I'm like right at the cusp. 81. Oregon, Oregon trail millennials is that that's what they call us. <laughs> Oregon trail millennials <laughs> is my favorite of what they call us. I Yo, say. I like that. Oh yes. I'm an Oregon trail millennial. Right. So I seen this weird transition from Generation X to us. And the truth is, you older generations, y'all fucked up. <laughs> They're not going to take that. And no, I'm just going to be honest, man. A lot of y'all, the, the way y'all think, your get down, your racism, you're fucked. Homophobia. 
Yeah, your homophobia. And that's why shit ain't moving forward now because you guys are still in charge. Go on, get the hell out of here, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. <laughs> Time for you to sit down, my guy. Can we put an age limit on Congress, please? Can we put an age limit on all government jobs? Lex Caliber said that, and he's right, dude. I think like once you hit 80, actually 75. Once you hit the retirement age, if they can force you out of a Fortune 500 company, why in the hell can you stay in the government? Spitting. <laughs> Yo. That's a fact right there. Seriously. Fortune fives are not taking anybody unless you, you know, a certain level and you own, you a part owner or something. But even then you just got like a, you know, some glouse ass job where you show up for the board meeting, but nobody takes your vote seriously. At 65, 70, you out the door. So why would they keep those people in government if they can't even keep you in regular jobs? Yo, what's up, DJ L Spade? Common Knowledge Podcast. If you like my podcast, maybe you'll like my music too. I humbly ask that you go listen to my music on Spotify, Apple Music, or other music streaming service providers. Thank you. Yo, terrible segue, but what you think about the homie uh, Jeff Bezos flying in a dick to space? Not even space, kind of space. You mean the one that everybody was so afraid it was going to be broke because his wife took hell? Mm. I said this too, like y'all broke asses were thinking the wrong way. Like, yeah, my broke ass, if my wife take half mine, yeah, I'm fucked. But Jeff Bezos, like, dude, that wasn't nothing. He have 48 wives that all took half and he would still be better off than 75% of Americans. Facts. So Jeff Bezos, because his company and, you know, their taxes and the way that they've done, because they've muscled the hell out of people just like Walmart. Um, about charging what they want to charge rather than what people want to charge and take advantage of other people and things of that nature. So he gets to go play in space, but then you're going to tell me that unemployment is down and that people still can't eat and that they got little kids who are making human interest stories because little kids are saying their allowance to pay off other children's lunch debt. But yes, Jeff Bezos went to space. I don't give two shits about Jeff Bezos going anywhere. To be perfectly honest with you, he can go to hell in a handbasket and it still wouldn't affect my life no kind of way. So here's the thing, right? <clears throat> be dead ass honest with that. I feel like truly you have the right to spend your money any way you see fit. But this ain't your money, Jeff. You're spending my money. This is my money. You ain't paying taxes, homie. You're taking my money and you going to space. I don't want you to do that with my money. But you've somehow convinced the poor majority that the people on welfare are the ones who are abusing the system. All right, then. They did the math. If this dude just paid 10% and a 10% of his annual income, just 10%, that man could have funded the damn military. No, no, not Jeff Bezos. <laughs> He's going to space. Not even space. Kind of space. He's going like space light. He's going up into the night sky. And we got to stop pretending like this is something miraculous, man. We already did this in the 50s. Monkeys have done it and dogs have done it. So right. Jeff Bezos has done it too. In the 50s, we went to the moon with, with lesser technology than we have now. Walked around on it, planted a flag, depending on who you ask. My iPhone has more technology than the first damn uh, space shuttle. <laughs> okay, that's true. And we giving this dude props? For going to kind of space? Kind of space. Tell me again about how the people at the bottom are draining the system. All right, then. There is no quantitative difference between having 50 million, 500 million, or a billion. The only difference is you can buy more things at 500 billion 
or 500 million or a billion that you can buy 50 million. There's no quantitative difference. There should not be legally any damn near trillionaire. But our tax system allows these folks, essentially, once they get over 50 million, they're out. Legally. They're legally out at 50 million. And are we okay with that? How does that make sense? Like, literally, how does that make sense to anybody in the world? You're telling me in the place where most people will never get in life and they have the most money in life and they're doing frivolous shit with it in life that they somehow shouldn't have to pay taxes on it. But the people who go to work every single day and are struggling to pay their bills are paying almost what 10 to 13 percent, depending on if you want to even add in your health care because it's coming out of your check now. So some of these people around 30 to 33 percent of their checks are leaving every month. For taxes and health benefits and things of that nature. But you're telling me that somebody that makes that don't work every day, let's not pretend like he's actually going into the office, that don't do anything he deserves from taxes. What is income? And I had to like really calibrate my way of thinking in this because what happens is, and this has been happening for the longest, a lot of these CEOs and owners of companies, they will say, yo, I'm not even going to take a salary. I take a dollar salary. And mm-hmm. we've been looking at them like they're virtuous, but no, they're mm-hmm. actually being assholes and dicks. So what they're doing is they're taking most of their salary in stock options and other tax maneuvers. So they don't have to really um, pay taxes on it or get IRAs and other shit. So they're really just being dicks when they're taking that dollar income, but because our tax system and they're doing this all totally legal, by the way, they don't have to pay taxes. So me, you, and the, you know who's really getting screwed? Like, I don't know who want me putting this business out there, but I got somebody in my family who's making over $170,000 a year, right? Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say his name. Okay. He getting screwed. He's paying an effective tax rate of like 35 to 40%. Oh, like, absolutely. those are the people getting screwed. Like, if you land in the middle, you, they waxing your ass. I'm sorry. Like, don't get me wrong. The poor are paying taxes, but if you actually make it, you have to like, jump the middle in order to get any benefits from there it. you go there you but go you, you land in the middle you're screwed yeah be broke or be super rich and those are the same people who couldn't when their businesses went under during this last year couldn't get a ppp loan to save their lives gotta be an r&b singer to get one of those dude you just need to just make up a company apparently you can get one of them twenty thousand. nothing nope and then you just create a little gofundme page they come and ask people for not according their tips you think they're not gonna get you for this twenty thousand dollars that you magically say you needed then disappear <laughs> but that's not the subject we on we're talking about jeff bezos what well, ain't just jeff the rich billionaire boys asshole club everybody's trying to go to space and i don't know how i feel about it it's because they're trying to leave the poor people behind that's my favorite conspiracy theory they're trying to leave us behind they're building that ship you know from there's a lot of cons- movies about it they're gonna build the ship go away and they're gonna leave us here to this raggedy planet Gotta do better than almost space, though. You gotta do better than that. You still probably like a fifty years away. This is just like somebody <laughs> buying a Range Rover and going off roading while your 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 Nissan don't make it. Like this is the exact same thing. They ain't going nowhere. They ain't doing nothing. This is my knock against the whole Bezos and Bronson and all these other assholes, Elon Musk. Why are you doing all this stuff to get to almost space when you could be putting this money into Earth, your home? Where you're at. Think about this, right? This man went to almost space, 60 miles in the sky. Why not give me a faster airplane so I can take my ass from Japan to America in three hours? How about that? Because that would benefit somebody else other than them. Exactly. Y'all see how stupid this is? 
But that's what we wanted, though, because we want the rich. We want to be able to. And this is a problem that we have. I feel like we all have sometimes where we get real comfortable watching people do great things. We enjoy seeing people with a lot more money than us doing a lot more things that we could never do. It's like they get to do ridiculous things with their money. No, yo, you beat me too. This is basically the box Chevy sitting on 24s. Bruh. <laughs> That's all it is. Box Chevy on 24s with hydraulics. Bruh. I'm so serious. Like it is. It's like, oh, okay, it's so cool. The car is out. Ain't no gas in it though. He's skirting the tax system. I feel like he's spending my money on stupid shit. Like, look, if you're going to take my tax money, at least give me some technology that can help my ass around here. Or at least pay your workers more. You can't even get your delivery in two days no more. I don't give two shits about you. Jeff, like, fuck it, man. I'll play in almost space. This business did exactly what it came to do. It came in, it swooped in, and it undercut everybody. I mean, all of the big major um, stores, the Walmarts, and all the people that we used to rely on who used to still dick the little man, but you know what I'm saying? So we was like, Walmart is terrible. And then we all love Amazon because it comes straight to your door. But so how many people are they fucking over? So many. So many people. But Jeff Bezos went to space. Almost. <laughs> he went to almost space. He went to space light. You know how much those tickets going to cost, right? For $250,000, you can go to almost space. I can have a better time going to Thailand. Yo, the real talk, though, a, a round trip ticket from Memphis to Japan will cost you around $2,000. I would spend $3,000 if you gave me a faster play. Mm, first of all, don't you ever spend $2,000 on a ticket to Memphis. I could find your ticket a lot better than that. But either way, why would I invest the money in helping other people when I can just mush this money off because it's mine? Yeah, they literally just throwing money everywhere. They got so much damn money, they just throwing money everywhere. Because, oh, well, there's a whole nother reason because what they are spending their money on is the politicians to make sure they don't have no taxes. So they can blow their money on going to almost space. And matter of fact, uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, though, she's been uh, giving some money to HBCUs. She's been giving money away like it's burning a hole in her pocket. Bruh. Because once again, what you going to spend it on? But I'm just saying I can see how that's supposed to be. So if you got somebody who's making a billion dollars, <laughs> a billion dollars and he literally is a global citizen so he's living everywhere and he ain't giving back to nobody and y'all said it's cool he went to somewhat space have you been paying attention to the congressional hearings about january the 6th yes i want to know where all the blue lives matter people are that is my question i didn't see protests i don't see no protests I don't see nobody up in arms. I don't see no flag, nothing. When the police officers now, especially my guy of color, my police officers now are saying, they attacked us. Where you at? I don't say the N-word, but I got to say it now for the effect so you can know. I mean, was on duty, in uniform, and they called the man a nigger. Several times. Hard ER. Where you at, Blue Lives? That matter? Look, I just want to say this. We all need to admit that blue lives matter. Only when they are in white skin. There you go. We know several sheriffs and police officers. At the end of the day, no matter what that uniform says, as we've seen in many of videos, their skin color is always going to prevail when it comes to somebody who hates people because of their race. The uniform don't matter. It didn't, the military uniform didn't matter when they pulled that young man out of his car and he was in full army gear. And he's a second lieutenant. Just call a spade a spade. Y'all just hate black people. There we go. 
Like th that's the ultimate thing. You got to say you have a problem with blackness. You never had a problem with Black Lives Matter. You didn't have a problem with Kaepernick disrespecting the flag. You had a problem with black people. And just say that. Just be honest about it. Just say, yo, look, man, I have a problem with blackness. I find it threatening. And I got to keep black people in their place because now is your time to be saying blue lives matter. This is your time, your opportunity. This is this is the time when you would have everybody behind you because I watched a lot of the videos. Matter of fact, I watched January 6th while I was sitting in my computer and I watched it on Fox News because I wanted to see just what they were going to say. And it was it was kind of amazing to me because even the people at Fox News is like, this ain't right. Y'all wild. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, y'all tripping. Just come out here and say, tell these people to go home. But y'all don't want to call them terrorists. But when my guy came up there and actually read the definition of a domestic terrorist, crickets. I think we have to realize, and I think we need to ultimately accept that in our year, the year our Lord, 2021. <laughs> you got me saying that. Domestic terrorism is basically white supremacy. And that's why they don't want to say it. We will never say it because that means that you have to actually say that white people are doing something. Wrong. Which goes back to why they don't want to teach history in Texas. Bruh. Because look, man, ultimately white folks don't want to feel bad. Nope. And we got to say that. Like going back to Black Lives Matter. We never said the police didn't matter. We never said the police don't have to shoot somebody. We never said that. Only thing we're saying is, hey, look, it needs to be some accountability and maybe we shouldn't be killing all these unarmed black people. We should look into it. Have some accountability. Nope, you're attacking police. No, we didn't say that. Uh, blue lives matter. What, what? Like, yo, that wasn't the argument. Never. No, blue lives, you hate the cops. No, nobody said that. That was never an argument for black people. Also, with Kaepernick taking a kneel. Matter of fact, he kneeled because he talked to a Green Beret and, and asked, what's the most respectful way I could do this protest? The Green Beret told him, hey, man, kneel. God damn it, you kneel when you ask your wife to marry her. Ain't nothing disrespectful about no damn kneeling. <gasps> kneeling has always been an honorable thing. Nope, mm, you hate the flag. See, uh-uh. But you can carry a Confederate flag by saying, <laughs> this guy hates the flag? What are we doing? What's it? You just say you don't like black people. Just say just it. Say you don't like black people and call it a day. I'm actually cool with it. It is what it is. What it is, what it is. Like you don't like black people, just call a spade a spade. But here, I'm okay. I'm gonna take you. They don't want to feel bad, and I'm gonna raise you 200. Say they don't want to explain to their children why their grandmother is in those pictures behind somebody's being lynched. They don't want to. They don't want to explain why grandpa, auntie, and everybody else in the family is in these terrible photos. I'll take you 300, right? Go for it. You also got people who just came here, second generation, who don't want to explain why they got the privileges given to them that <laughs> the black folks don't have. Like, it's a whole big soup, right? It's hard. I had this conversation with my uh, best friend, white guy in America. I'm not going to call uh -huh. his name, but he might not want his name out there. But <laughs> I was like, dude, I know it's going to be hard for me to explain privilege to you. Like, that you got some inept privilege that I don't have because you're white. I know it's going to be hard, but you do. The best way I can illustrate white privilege to you, if I go and some of my people go to your neighborhood, the property value instantly goes down. A lot of y'all move out. If your white ass comes to my community, it's called gentrification. The property value goes up. They add a pink berry or some frozen yogurt and a Starbucks. And next thing you know, it's a new up and coming neighborhood. If that ain't privilege, I don't know what it is. But by virtue of your skin color, you come to my neighborhood, it makes it more valuable. You have the ability to look a police officer in the car in the middle of the night while it's just y'all two and cuss him out. And when you try to address it, it goes back to this. Uh-uh. It's all the same. Is it? Is it, is it though? 
Like January the 6th, you had a dude with a Confederate flag in there talking about, I want my country back. There was a noose hanging out the outside the White House from January 6th, and they just took it down. Nobody tore it down. Nobody made a big deal out of it. But there was a noose hanging outside of there. They openly said that they were going to hang members of Congress. They Mike declared Pence. war. They declared war on somebody on their side because they called my guy a traitor who's conveniently. I, I feel like he's never not been so silent in his whole life. Facts. Y'all were cowering <laughs> in your offices. Because you didn't know who they were going to attack. But now all of a sudden, your memory is completely gone. And it was just tourist. Yeah, I hate this whole Houdini act they're doing. Like, no, guys. It didn't happen. No. Capitol Police officer who said, if this is what tourists are, I see why other countries hate Americans. He said that in his interview, in a video. And I was just like, yeah. man, if that ain't. That's the truth. <laughs> I see why other countries hate Americans if that's what a tourist is. Because it's, it's ridiculous. Like, just call a spade a spade a spade. So I've invested in TikTok and it's a rabbit hole of dangerousness. But You know what? That's why I stayed away from it. <laughs> it's funny. Like, it's, it, it depends because I got into it because of the whole Black creator boycott thing, which has been hilarious, actually, because it was. They decide, they decide when they stopped deciding to make dance content, the white creators had nothing to put up because they can, so they had nothing to steal. And it was a whole movement. I, I appreciate the creators who do that because they got tired. Oh, really? Tell me about oh, that. After the big Jimmy Fallon thing where the white girl got on there and she went to the All Star game and she was doing all these dances that she stole from somebody else and didn't give them credit for, two young black girls, I believe they were twins. And somebody else. So she was getting all this notoriety and millions of followers. Blah, blah, blah. So they was like, fine. Black TikTokers are not doing dances anymore. And so all the dances stopped. Did you notice there was a period of time where there were no new dance trends coming out? No more songs. None of that. Because black TikTokers said, nope, we ain't gonna do it no more. And wow. yeah, so all the, and they started calling out like all the white crazy. So it, it's become like a thing. And that's why I, that's when I actually got onto TikTok to just see how that was going. We'll come to find out they were actually doing some other things. They were still creating their content, but they were very selectively hiding it from the white um, creators who were getting all these endorsement deals and getting paid off their dances. Now, I was going to say that. You may say that it is petty, but that is so damn smart. That because you so remember Black Boy JB, when he made the shoot dance, and that got worldwide over here in Japan. Like, you know, that dance, I saw that when I first came back to America. I'm like, oh, wow, that's what they're doing here in Memphis? It's a nice new dance. It, three years later, it came to Japan, and they call it the USA dance, the America dance. I'm like, no, 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 assholes. It's called shoot. I would tell all my students when I was teaching, like, no, dude, this is a shoot. And then, on top of that, Fortnite. Fortnite oh. took the damn dance, put it in there, didn't give Black Boy JB any credit, and didn't pay him no money. Took mm -hmm. the Carlton dance, and um, Alfonso, um, what's the name? Alfonso, yeah. He tried to sue them, but guess what? You can't patent dance moves. So, yeah, good job for you black TikTokers for saying, nope, no more content. This next generation especially, they, they're making money in a whole other way that a lot of us would have never thought. We were all looking for Facts. jobs. Mm -hmm. But they're making money the way that this generation does. You make money off of social media and things of that nature, and I say, go for it. Content but, is king. But when your content is being stolen, and they let Jimmy Fallon have it, to be perfectly honest with you. So he went back and tried to do, you know, some other little slide, da-da-da-da. It was too late, though. This white girl was at the NBA All-Star Game. 
and perform this dance that was not hers at halftime. Why did the white lady blow up and the black kids didn't blow up? And I got the answer for you. It's the same reason why Vanilla Ice blew up and the Beastie Boys blew up. Because it's nice and white and comfortable. Yep. Yep. Now, here's the Eminem. Damn good rapper. In my top 10. Rappers of all time. Cannot take anything away from that guy. However, <laughs> if we're honest about it, he'll admit it too, because he'll admit it. Being white helped. Absolutely. Being white helped. Honestly, I think a lot of times that's just what you need to say. Like, this came up. I, I came up on the came up because it's a lot easier for me. There, did you? I'm not sure if you watched the, was it the ESPYs? Yeah, ESPYs, yeah. The basketball player who came up and she was like, I want to make sure I give out to all of my black players because while they're doing all these amazing things, I'm getting more play, I'm getting more airtime because of my white privilege. But I know that they're not getting it because they're black. So I want to make sure that I highlight them. And she called out names and everything. I was like, I think that's it right there. Like just noticing that, like, you know why you're here. We know why we're here. You know how this happened. Go back to the zone now. Like if they see somebody doing a dance, they actively say you need to go tag your creator or you posting a product or anything like that. Like who's the creator? We know you to make that up. Yes. You're going to have to start doing that. Start giving people their credit and tagging them to everything. Because once again, people are making money off this content now. Absolutely. And I mean, like if you look, because the only thing about TikTok, that I found, the hashtags are so weird but they're getting paid off the hashtags. So they'll be talking about like, they'll talk about like TV shows and product lines and all these other random hashtags. It's because that's how they're getting paid. And I'm just like, huh, once you get a certain amount of followers, you get paid this and that and the other thing. I find it funny how everything is a way to advertise to us now. You can't have nothing without somebody trying to slip an ad into it. That's because we love a good subliminal, subliminal message. Half the stuff that we own, we don't even know why we got it. Ooh, that's another podcast. So I had that argument with somebody in, in Japan about why he's wearing Jordans. I was like, dude, why are you wearing Jordans? His answer was literally, uh, I like black culture. I was like, you motherfucker. Really? You say black? <laughs> like, seriously? Oh, man. Bro, I got so heated. I'm like, yo. I mean, I like black culture, too, and I don't own a single pair of Jordans. My whole thing is, like, don't relegate my culture. And I tell black, I mean, Japanese people this all the time. I tell them in Japan, don't relegate my culture to fashion and music only. It's so much more than just music and fashion. Stop that. That's the easy stuff, that. though. Nobody wants to get to the... No, 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 no. And this is... I will roll with this phrase. Everybody want our rhythm. Don't nobody want our blues. <laughs> and that is uh, not my phrase. In. I even paraphrase a little bit. But everybody wants the rhythm. They want... You know, it's cool. I get to say the N-word. I got all the rappers, all the hot stuff. So remember when we were going to go down there because dude got attacked by the police or she... You know, got fired from her job for literally just showing up black or the Victoria's Secret lady attacked this black woman and Victoria's Secret and everybody tried to pacify the goofy white lady while trying to blame the black woman. That's what we're going to go do now. But that don't fit into the narrative. But you go wear them shoes, though. Wear them Jordans. All right, then. 250 300 I don't even know how much they cost no more. I'm diametrically opposed to them, so. Like, <laughs> I just want to wear Strong word, but I I was never a big tennis shoe person to begin with, but I mean, who am I to tell somebody how to spend their money? Everybody besides Jeff Bezos, because he's spending my money. And that's the Common Knowledge Podcast, man. No, I said their money. (laughs) He's spending my money. My money. (laughs) Like, Jeff, I'm going to just start spending my money on stupid shit. 
And uh, that's the Common Knowledge Podcast. <laughs> Try to update it weekly. And uh, Miss Dean, please tell the people where to find you at on social media and anything you got going on. I don't. You gave me too little time to, to preface that, but I'm not really big into like the social media passing my opinion out. So you got it. I'll come to your page if they got something to say to me. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> I will shut it all down. I'm not that big. I'm not going to argue on the internet because I'm going to want to fight. Hey, yeah, I can actually vouch for that too. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm not big on, you know, no, don't follow me, girl. You ain't got to ever see what I do in my life. No. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Right. You got a whole platform. Do your thing. I'll come find people on yours. <laughs>